what it is how's it going everybody today we're going to be talking about fan culture we're going to talk about all the crazy things people will do for anything they love all the money they'll spend all the people they might quote unquote uh be burying who knows it gets crazy out there so if you want to listen to us talk about it sit on down grab a beverage and listen on to the first ones to die you are now Yo, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the first ones to die. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing, Jerome? It's just like Jonathan is like hosting Yo MTV raps or something. <laughs> I used to love those shows. I miss old MTV. That had some good energy. TLC. I mean, sorry, not TLC, TRL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to run home from school every day to see that. I was so sad when they retired it. Yeah, my I friends f- used to run home to watch 106 in part. I feel old now. Let's continue. <laughs> Let's, get, Let's get moving. So quick. <laughs> well, on that note, how you doing, Alex? <laughs> I feel old now. Uh, I'm not bad. A little tired. It was a busy week at work. So, But other than that, it's actually not been too bad. Been working more, uh, drawing a little more, which is nice, and just bothering Cheddar more. So. All my life is going on right now. Nice. How about you, Jerome? How you doing? Oh, as you yawn, I'm tired. <laughs> as you go straight to yawning, I'm sleepy. Uh, I've been uh, traveling and busy. Just saw my mom out there in Charlotte, so that was fun. Uh, got to see also my sister as well. Uh, so it's been a good time. Uh, Settling into the new place. Yeah. Um, as you can see, that's my ceiling. Uh, I still still haven't gotten the the apartment quite to where I want it to, but I have started like getting it, putting in some furniture, getting some stuff set up. I still need to get a couch, but other than that, everything else though, coming in nicely. So it's getting, it's getting together. Eventually I will hopefully get it to a spot where I could do like, you know, more first ones to die, like live interviews or something. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm planning on turning this into like my apartment half, like, recording studio where i can just like i'll put like little soundproof stuff up and then we can i was about to say you gotta put the soundproof or the egg cartons yeah or if you don't get the soundproof stuff you can use egg cartons i don't know if i'm gonna be that uh that that, uh, old school (laughs) yeah they're resourceful it's resourceful how you doing jonathan how's your week been good good busy again um uh, I'm also tired, so I can I can relate on that. But you know, we we gonna bring the energy for for the fans yeah. today. Um, it's, it's, also- I was gonna be. It's a little funny how tired we all are, but we're talking the episodes about crazy fans mm-hmm. or the intensity of some fans get with movies or shows or even collectibles. Um, because the new Spider Man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say, Jonathan. I know what your thumbnail should be when you put like put out the Instagram, uh, thing. It's just like uh something akin to what the videos look like for Black Friday when people bursting down the door. <laughs> <laughs> that that's not a bad idea <laughs> because fandoms get crazy. I I do have the definition pulled up. Uh, for us to to set the tone and to all be on the same page about what fandom actually means. That's uh, 
Yes. <laughs> but so like for- Alex, Alex, I'm sorry, I did cut you off. What were you saying? About- oh, no, I was going to say it's uh, it's a little funny that because we're all tired that we're talking about the crazy fans and it all has to do with the new release of Spider-Man. Uh, no Way Home. Mm-hmm. Just mentioning that. But read us that definition. So we're on there the same page. Yes, yes, we're, we're going to be all on the same page. According to Oxford Languages, the definition of fandom is the state or condition of being a fan of someone or something, or the fans of a particular person, team, fictional series, etc., regarded collectively as a community or subculture, a.k.a. the Breaking Bad fandom. It's like, <laughs> would Disney be considered a fandom, or are the individual things in Disney a fandom, like, I mean, it depends on the person. There are some people who are fans of Disney anything, so they're fans of Disney. And then there are some people who are specific Disney fans. Like, I like the princess movies, but I don't care for anything else. I like all the Disney Channel stuff, but I don't like anything else. Like, So there's like, fandom is a weird and thing. And that's the subculture. Yeah, there can be oh, subcultures okay. within the culture that yeah. like are different. And they would consider themselves different. Because if you called them a Disney fan, they would be like, no. I just like the princess movies. That's different. And it's like, okay, but those are all Disney movies. So you're a Disney fan. And they're, um, it's the community that is the fandom towards the particular product or show or movie or whatever. Um, There's that, the subculture, if we're speaking in terms of subculture and we're using the example of Disney, uh, there's the adult Disney fans. I know they've gained traction within the oh, yeah. within the recent years. <laughs> Those people terrify me. And it's not just I'm I'm an adult and I'm a fan of Disney, but yeah, but you don't people who are yes. Go ahead. I'm like yeah, but you don't deck your whole kitchen out and like because I've seen like the waffle makers that make it into a Disney fa- face, um, like Star Wars coffee makers and stuff like that with the label on it. I'm like you just. Went ahead and did that to your whole kitchen. I mean, I used to have right. a friend in high school. His family went to Disneyland twice a year, every year, for like at least a double-digit de- set of years. Like, it was more than 10. I know that. So I, <laughs> there are some hardcore <laughs> Disney fans out there. To be fair, my family and I, we would go to Disneyland every year um for about like i want to say like seven or eight years but that was because my mom had the hookup she worked for alaska airlines um she worked (laughs) in the corporate so she had and they're like their uh, partner so she had the hookup we got the tickets and we got the disneyland tickets yeah but you were also a kid so that's like magical and wonderful and you're seeing all these characters from movies you weren't and and i get i get the idea of the fandom escaping the reality having a break and stuff but like when it comes to like really childish things like Disney, I always get a little creeped out when they have like, oh, look at my wall of like Mickey ears that I have collected over the years. It's like, <laughs> cool, cool. That's a I mean, everyone's everyone's got their time. thing. I think for me, what's annoying about fandom is when it gets to the point of being like of reverting you to a child more or less. Because I think about like I, me and Kaylee were having a conversation about uh, a long time ago about the Rick and Morty um, fandom. Because I was like, I like Rick and Morty, but it's hard for me to say that given the fandom because I don't like Rick and Morty fans, like hardcore Rick and Morty fans. And the reason I say that is because there was, um, if you've never seen Rick and Morty, there was an episode where Rick and Morty um, 
uh, or more uh, Rick is in some type of like mental landscape thing and he goes to a McDonald's and talks about Szechuan sauce uh, which was a uh, promotion they did for Mulan which Szechuan sauce is a real sauce um, that you can just buy in the store but in, uh, back when M- Mulan the cartoon movie was coming out for the first time McDonald's was selling Szechuan sauce as um, a new nugget dipping just for a limited time for a promotion. And it was, uh, according to Rick and Morty, it was super delicious. And so he said that in the show and it's just a you know throwaway reference. Well, McDonald's seeing how popular Rick and Morty was, was like, guess what? The Szechuan sauce is back uh, in honor of Rick and Morty. And they didn't, to McDonald's credit, they didn't, Think about how big and how <laughs> and how wide the Rick and Morty fandom was. So they ran out pretty quickly. And you would think an adult would be like, well, I missed my chance to get the Szechuan sauce. Damn. Guess I got to wait for them to do it again. Nah, they raided McDonald's <laughs> and was like screaming out stuff from the show and like standing on counters. Some people, I think, did get, did escalate to them like fighting like employees like an over what? A nugget dipping sauce? That That's true. Not, actually, only, not only is it a nugget dipping sauce, it's a dipping sauce you can just go buy in the store. Did. Right. <laughs> there, yeah, I remember that. And I remember seeing a news report because they're like, some, they interviewed an employee. And they were like, yeah, our store got shipped maybe about 150. That's what we were assuming. And then when we walked into work, there's just this line across the block. They're like, we had to give one per person, and they were not happy about that. I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, that. yeah, that mm-hmm. is too much. I don't think I've ever waited in line for something. That is a lie. I actually do recall something. So, unfortunately, I was, as a teenager, I am admitting this, I was part of the Twilight fandom. However, I did not act in, like the way they did, where they're crazy, and I was not a team member, team Jacob. Um but I was one, and I actually went to the midnight release of, I think it was the third book. I can't remember what it is anymore. It was at Barnes and Nobles, and my sister came with me. And she was just like, you have your book. Can we go home now? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I have waited in line to get the third book of the Twilight series, unfortunately. So See, but that's, that. that's not too bad. Because it's like, I remember when we had Star Wars at the at the Pacific Science Center Theater, like uh, episode seven, technically, but Force Awakens, whatever, whichever one you want to call it. And I remember when we, I came to work that day, uh, the night shift, and we had uh, four lines set up. There was, uh, uh, for those who don't know, uh, who are listening, we had like a, a lobby, but then we had an upper lobby, and then we had the oh, other two lines outside like the main gate. And the other two lines were to like start have, where in case people lined up, right? So I'm coming in late. Like I'm coming in for the late shift. The first showing was what, like five or four? Actually, I think Something it started. Like that. I think it was actually. A, it started at five because we were doing the what was it, ninety hours straight thing? Yeah, seventy two hours. Seventy two hours straight. Yeah, so it was like five o'clock. Then the next one was at seven. The net, the next one after that was at ten, and the next one after that was at I think like two a.m. There were already people lined up for the two a.m. Granted, it was four people, but still, four people already were lined up for the two a.m. show because they wanted to be first in line. And while 
in my and mind, I think back that, then it was raining outside. So if you had to wait was, outside in the line, it was cold. You were it waiting was in raining. the rain. They had umbrellas and and like lawn chairs. Like they were ready for the long haul. And I remember just being like, I don't think I love anything that much to be like essentially eight hours ahead <laughs> to wait for it. And and the thing is, if you showed up four five hours later you'd still get a good seat, like a prime seating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the way our theater was set up, it was very nice. There was, some, there was one person, literally, we let, the, we let we opened up the theater for Star Wars and they sprinted, haul ass, into the theater. Like, they weren't already the first in line. <laughs> I remember at the end of those announcements, I... Uh, before we let them out of the theater, they did their little clap. I'm like, all right, everybody exit up front. I'm like, no talking about the movie. You wouldn't want it spoiled for you. I'm like, if you cannot keep your mouth shut, put your hands over your mouth or something. I'm like, as you exit the theater, if you just can't, I'm like, put your hands over your mouth. All right. Nobody wants to hear the spoilers. So like, I think it was, I think maybe Kaylin said I couldn't tell people to do that, but he didn't stop me. I think okay, um, I was, but, but see, but see, that's a thing where it's like, that's a personal thing. So for me personally, I'm like, it doesn't hurt anybody. If anything, it's just hurting yourself because you're just killing time. But, you know, that's whatever. As com- as compared to you attacking people over a show or over a movie or even a book. Like, it, there's nothing you should like enough that's just entertainment. It'd be one thing if it's something serious, like, you know, that person hurt your family or, or something like that. But if it's if it's... I like this TV show and you don't like that TV show. So now you got to throw them hands. Like, what? <laughs> is there, how does that, how does that make sense in your mind? My, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Some of my experience with, with fandoms um, are not necessarily for movies or TV shows, although I've experienced that, but I regularly see it online with celebrities um, and especially when you have a celebrity who has a maybe distinct personality or a brand that has a distinct personality and you have fans of that person or brand, um, that person or brand sets the tone for how the fandom acts. So, for example, like um, you have all deaf or Kev on stage and they're comedians, you know, it's a it's a comedic channel. So if you scroll through their comments on Instagram, you're going to be laughing just as much as you did watching whatever video um, you watched of theirs uh, versus like if you have someone who's maybe like racist or known for being controversial, their fans are likely going to emulate that person. So whatever or be the whatever, opposite and then like spur on other people of that to like comment back at them sometimes too then it's they rare, wouldn't end up being but, a fan it just ends up being oh yeah but the internet's but, weird you have some people that that'll hate you and still watch their content every time it comes out and it's like if you don't like well, the content then, why do you keep watching not really anyway? hate that they're still a fan still then there's, See, there's a fine line that, between love and hate. We, it's weird because it's like it's I've not, seen some YouTube people where I'm like, okay, every time I see this person comment below this video or whatever, because they get highly rated or whatever by other people, and it's like their comment gets highly rated, and it's like, 
okay, if you don't like, it's like, because it'll always start with, this is why I can't stand so-and-so. It's like, okay, if you can't stand this person, why do you keep watching the videos then? This is YouTube. You can easily just stop watching their content, unsubscribe, and you never have to see their face ever again. <laughs> More than likely. Jonathan, when you said uh, brands, it made me think of uh, Wendy's. Yes. Their Twitter that, account. That yes, is true. Their, their clapback is, is like... <laughs> Yeah, their <laughs> clapback is like legendary. They'll have people, hey, ro-, like so many people just comment, roast me, roast me. And they get so excited to get roasted by Wendy's. And I would never think in my lifetime would I see somebody so excited to get roasted by a fast food chain. <laughs> well, great. Whoever's running that account, like they, they figured out. I think it out. it's a committee. Like, Cause I don't think one person is that creative. I think it's like a group of people that run that Twitter. Twitter. And now, and now, and now, whoever comes on board now, they train them to say things like this. Yeah, like, like, just, like, but but then on TikTok now, there's the 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 lingual bird. The, the oh yeah, the Duolingo bird. Yes. Duolingo, thank you. Um, I follow that account. I watch those videos. <laughs> I'm not even gonna die. I'm not gonna go die for this bird. But I love it, and it's so. This bird. It is so funny to see the people in there. You know, you're right. Commenting those things, being like, "I didn't do my Spanish language. I didn't do this, and I didn't do that." Oh, Duolingo released my family, which is a comment I see a lot in there. <laughs> Hoping to get just a comment back, and it's that constant. Like, I'm sure there are people commenting something every single day just to get something from a fake bird. On a language learning app that's not even rated the best. He's real in to the, me, in damn the, it! <laughs> but it's not even the best rated language app in the store either, in the app store. So it's like, like what is going on with these people? Nice. I do watch. I love them. The little videos are cute. Um, and, oh, yeah. I, I was just gonna say, and those communities like Duolingo and Wendy's, they've created. Uh, the space kind of so they've set a precedent like this is a fun atmosphere we're roasting but you know nothing serious and we're just gonna have fun here whereas if like i don't know saint jude's children's hospital just all of a sudden started roasting people on instagram wow. or twitter i would be so funny if it's like if saint jude you know what no saint jude could do it you know what they need to do they they need to like because it's the only social media platform that ain't popping. This might uh, set it off. They need to start roasting people on Venmo. They need to go on to Venmo and see what people are spending their money on and be like, oh, I see you got eighteen dollars to give so and so for that Wendy's burger, but you ain't got you ain't got a, a quarter to help these chilling out, huh? Mm-hmm. That's actually <laughs> not a you. bad idea. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. <laughs> St. Jude's, if you do that, hit me up. I will gladly join you, your marketing team <laughs> to do that. So, yeah, no, it's interesting. Like, people even do it with, like, brands, and you don't think about it until you're, like, talking about this. Like, yeah, there's so many things like follow. Um, but, again, like, I wouldn't sp- – like, I think I think it would be funny to get a comment back from, like, the bird language app. But I'm not going to comment every single day in hopes of it. Um, and it's also not just, like – Fandom also extends into, you know, products and items, as I was showing you guys earlier, because I was taking a look around. There's the Squishmallows that are really popular right now. And I'm not going to lie. I have some. Sensory reasons. They're so soft. And this is actually a lovely one my sister-in-law got me. Um, I have seen people wait in line going into stores to get, you know, certain ones. I've seen people hiding them. This one was hidden behind a bunch of stuffed animals at Home Goods. 
I was playing with all the stuffed animals there. And so, like, so you took someone's, you took someone's hiding spot. I absolutely they took it, it out of spite. <laughs> I hope they don't watch the video because they're gonna go find you. <laughs> Let them know. I you hid it in the back of the Home Goods in Bellevue. I went and I got him. I bought it. Store name too. I was saying, yeah, I bought it for that exact out of spite. Is that Oogie Boogie? Now. From uh, it is Oogie Boogie. These were real going like going insane. People were going like for the Oogie, especially Oogie Boogie. Um, that's why he was hiding. And like, I saw this online. I paid um twelve bucks for this guy. Mm-hmm. I found online he's one hundred and fifty dollars selling now. Hmm. And wow. just like with the most recent Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, people have been selling tickets, like getting these like $30 tickets, selling them for like 100 or I think I found one that said they sold a ticket for about $25,000. I'm about to say, there's a twenty. There's one for 25000 they were selling Yeah, like I can't imagine, like these are great. I love them. Again, they're cute and I have, it's like sensory because it's soft, but I wouldn't spend $25,000. I wouldn't even spend like... 20 bucks on these. These are always less than $20. Well, think how you would feel if you spent $25,000, right, to get that Spider-Man ticket. And then you sit down in the theater, you got your popcorn, you feel so satisfied. It's like, yes, I got in. And then the person next to you, like, you, you just, to, just to brag a little bit, you're like, I spent $25,000 on this ticket, so I hope this movie's good. And that person looks at you like, $25,000? I spent thirty. <laughs> <laughs> because they bought well, it early. You know what I mean? How would you feel? You and feel like, real and, and the person, the person who spent twenty five thousand, is like, "Dang, I got a deal. You spent thirty thousand dollars on this ticket." It's like, no, I spent thirty. But think about it for that person who spent like twenty twenty five thousand dollars on it. They all they had to do was like buy it and pay for it. The person who probably got it for thirty had to probably wait in line, a virtual line, real line, or anything, and like had to lose time instead of money. But the other guy. Save time, but lost money. And like, it's well, so funny when you, the way that, yeah, no, it's the same way. I'd wait Me, in line for eight hours for ten, right, $25,000. Right, I would 000. gladly wait in line as opposed to spend $25,000. If those are the two options, like, <laughs> I'm just going to wait. That's I. Well, <laughs> so I'm saying, um, I have found apparently a, a rare uh, Squishmallow completely by accident. I have one. <laughs> I didn't know this. I found them and I was like. This is soft. Don't and be I got surprised it, and then- if people comment on this video and they're like, I will gladly buy it for $109,000. I mean, it's a big guy, a Christmas one. <laughs> I was like, he's cute. And then I found him, again, online, more expensive in the hundreds when I found him. And I'm like, I just sit here petting him. Like, what are you all doing with them? They're probably collecting them. Remember what that time we went to the Funko store in LA? And then I was just about was to like, mention that. Had like... What like a whole buggy full of them or baskets full of them? Like people, like there's well, some people that's, that's who just collect thing. this stuff and then put it in like a, a room in their house where they just store that's, it. That's that's the thing. One of the I think something that's helped the concept of fandom heighten is Funko. I think they've like established their place in the fandom world because literally any, not any, but most of the fandoms are represented within. The Funko website. <laughs> well, sure. I think, and, and it's I think a lot it is, of people. The toy market go... is like, has always been that way. The toy market's all because when Star Wars started making toys for the first time, that was when you really started seeing a lot of the collectors come out the woodwork who were collecting Star Wars toys from the eighties till now. Like all of them, doesn't matter what it is. Well, now this is like a distinguished brand with a distinct look. Everyone looks 
the same, the same. but modeled after whatever character they uh, yeah after. they're they're set up to be collectibles they they knew what they were doing especially because they, they have numbers doing. all of them are numbered all yeah. of them are come from a certain set like and people will even be like um you know when are you gonna come out with a funko of this i wish there was a funko of this tv show or this like mm-hmm. and I like them. They're cute. And I I get some, but like I've never again gone like, oh, I need to get this one that's like $300. And yeah, I remember, what I think it was in front of or behind us, that guy had like two baskets full and then his son was there carrying a bag full. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did learn really quick going back, jumping back to Disney. So they're also resellers who just buy a ton of just stuff and then buy it and then resell it for more expensive. Yes, yeah, Apparently... Yeah, well, scalpers are more. T- anyway, scalpers um, more tickets, but I always say it's like yeah. I was I was end up saying reseller, but there was like a bunch back in September. I'm going to say no, no, springtime in Disney World. A bunch of them went and like basically tried to buy these like Disney tumblers, um, that were like going to be rare and never going to come out. And they caused like a big fight and a huge chunk of those resellers got banned from Disney World. Completely banned. And somebody had posted a video. They're like, don't you feel stupid? They're back on the market, by the way. <laughs> the little special editions. And the shelf was full. It was pretty and full. And she's like, yeah, for everybody who got banned from Disney World because you fought that person for a Tumblr. And that was like almost your livelihood. They're back on the shelf. Nobody's going to buy it for $500 now. They're right there. And yep. it's just like amazing the that they're able to exist because people are willing to buy the five hundred dollar tumbler that was like ten bucks originally. People ain't got money; they just got money to burn, basically. They do that with Starbucks tumblers too. Um, and here's, I always think it's just crazy. Here's the thing, and I because uh, going back to the Spider Man thing a bit, uh, I I found out about that through the John Campia show uh, that I watch from time to time. Shout out to John Campia. Um, and one of the things they talked about this and an argument they brought up that I was like, I don't know if that holds water, but maybe, I don't know, maybe I might be tripping as they were talking about the $25,000 thing. Then they brought up the idea that, you know, yes, it does. It is ridiculous to spend that much on any movie ticket, let alone one for a Marvel movie. But at the same time, there is something to be said about the theater experience in regards to theater fandom, especially when you go see movies that are popular, I like Spider Man, called is. the theater experience in college. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> um, there's a Nicole Kidman would teach y- that class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go check out Nicole Kidman's AMC uh, commercial if you haven't already seen it. Um, For anyone listening, we had an extensive conversation about yeah. <laughs> this topic and um, commercial before the podcast. But there is something to be said about the theater experience of like going to see a re- especially a really popular movie for the first time. There, there are some people who can talk about their first time seeing Black Panther, or their first time seeing The Avengers when it first came out, or the first time seeing a Star Wars movie, or whatever movie is important to you. And so they were like, how much are you willing to pay to get that experience again? If you could. Like... And for some people, it might be $25,000 worth it. My counter to that is, yeah, but they haven't seen the movie yet. So they don't know if they're going to get that experience. How would you feel if you spent $25,000 and the movie was trash to you? You know what I mean? But that's me. What do you guys think about that? Do you think you would pay an absorbent amount of money for 
let's say your best theater experience, whatever that was, whatever movie that was. If I was paying $25,000 for a movie, it better be a private screening. I get to invite <laughs> 50 of my friends and family, popcorn, drinks, everything included, private butler service, gourmet <laughs> meal alongside. Um, I get to go to laser tag afterwards. Why laser um, tag? That's a physical oh, activity. You just I, ate I a bunch of food and lounged. Because you, you need to like wake up your muscles. Right, and, like, burn off that butter because movie theater butter, you know, it's not how you know it's something that's probably already in your arteries. Gotta work it out. Right, it's not gonna be the normal theater experience. That's a I would down never payment on a house. I'm sorry. Yes, I just thought yeah, about that's that's, a, that's that's a solid down payment on a house. That's, that's a true. solid like. That's very a car nice. payment. Well, that's, pay that's, for a car, just straight up. Yeah, that's 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 like multiple cars in 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 in. In my some... car was six thousand. Yeah, that's like almost three times my car. Almost no, it is four times four of my cars. Somebody's for one movie my, that you could have seen movie. for thirty dollars, if you had just waited the next day. Yes. Or you could just wait like two years and wait till it comes on ABC. Well, so let me ask you this: Do you would you put a price on your favorite like? Cause I don't, I don't know. Like for me, like for example, for me, my favorite movie experience that I would say, like, that was like, and no, in theaters, going to go, going to go watch a movie in theaters, and it was amazing. Was probably in my life that I can remember in my lifetime. Probably going to go see the Avengers for the first time. I that was the most excited I'd ever been to see a movie, and it did not disappoint. Like it was really awesome to be in that theater. It was really cool to be around so many people. It was a fun time, actually. I'll take that back. Probably Avengers like uh, Infinity War. Because the first Avengers, I was annoyed because people were laughing so hard, I missed half the jokes. But, <laughs> but Infinity War, I watched it in a prime theater. It was loud enough that I could hear the movie over people, but I was still having a good time with other people watching that movie. It was really, it was a really fun experience. Would I pay $25,000 for that experience? No. But... <laughs> I would say it is an experience that I'm glad and a memory I'm glad I have. And if I had to put a price on it, it'd probably be a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> like I wouldn't pay <laughs> that for a normal movie theater, but if I had to like put a number to it, it'd be it would be how, worth more than thirty bucks for sure. How how about this question? Would you pay ten thousand dollars? To have your favorite fandom continue on forever for the rest of your life, if you did not pay that ten thousand dollars, the fandom that or the the thing that the fandom is based off of would end right now and never exist for the rest of eternity. See, but that doesn't. I don't know because that's hard to equate because like really, fandom, no, no, I I do have an answer to that. Yeah, go ahead. No, Alex. I would not. <laughs> I would not. You know why? Because Supernatural did that. <laughs> All right, it, ended, it kept. It no, it kept going. Oh, it kept. Somebody <laughs> paid that ten thousand, and it kept going and going and going. All those characters kept dying and coming back, dying and coming. Oh, Grey's look, Anatomy. it's another one. Yeah, no, I would not. Only because I have seen it, and <laughs> so, like, there's a point where you have a natural ending with a show or a movie or what feels like. 
this is a good conclusion. Even if it's like a really sad one, even if it's like broken. Because there was, I think it was season six or seven. And that's honestly where I started to fall off. Uh, one of them goes to purgatory. One brother goes to purgatory. And the other one finally gets to go like live a normal life. It's the opposite version, of course. And like the angel Castiel, you know, has higher power. That would have been such a nice ending. Yeah, one's kind of trapped in a cage with the devil. But it has this like ending in its final story. But of course they picked it up. All of a sudden there's, you know, now more to what's going on. War in heaven, the war on earth, like all this extra stuff that they just have to keep coming up with new plots. And when you try to revert back to the original plot where it was two brothers hunting, nobody, everybody's like, well, you know what's out there. You know that werewolf isn't the dangerous thing. Leave it alone. You know, it's not hurting anybody now. So I would not only because I have seen it done and sometimes you just got to let the show die. What I, if it ended on a cliffhanger? And you you pay that $10,000 a little bit too early. The show ended well, you didn't on a say cliffhanger. What time. You didn't say yeah. what time. You just I said, said what right you now. paid 10000 I said it would end right now. Well, so in her case, Supernatural's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has ended. Somebody so, finally stopped paying the ten thousand. I don't. I can't. I don't can't think of a show I would care so much about nowadays because I've fallen off so many shows myself. I for me, it's not that because I don't. I'm not like beholden. Like there, there are things I like, you know, shows, video games, movies. But there's no show or a video game I like enough to say I'm like a super fan. Like you know. It, um, ultimately in the fandom of maybe maybe comic books but even then that's general i like a lot of comic books from different places but i don't like even my favorite characters i like dip in dip out because like i haven't been reading dr strange for a while now even though he's my favorite marvel character right now i'm reading daredevil and then come next year i might be reading somebody else so it kind of like i kind of just uproot and go that's why i say it's like it's a, a hard question for me because there's nothing that i'm like such a fan of that i can't live without um or that i would care enough about the fandom to be like to, to feel about it either way of either it'll keep going or either it won't because in my mind it depends on who's writing it who's producing it who's making the content um you know. yeah. It's One a good question. Biggest... It just it's just hard for yeah. me to answer. Right is now. there a show or a movie or any franchise or fandom you would like pay to keep alive? To keep alive. Um well, what about you, Jonathan? Is prob- there something like I would probably say and you know me with my reality competition. Yeah, I was waiting for I was like, which if one? I could- if I could keep all of them alive, I would. If you had uh, right to pick now, one. Okay, right now I'm in my survivor mode. And but like, survivor wait, is the more Let me let me put it wait, I want to no, I want to I want to okay. word the question differently for you. If you had if like all your reality shows were basically up against the wall and you got to decide which one continued on, but the others would fall off, what which one would you choose? Okay, it would probably have to be survivor. One, because, yeah, one, because they air two seasons a year. Two, it's the more consistent show out of the shows that I watch, out of the reality shows that I watch. And um, the ones that I'm thinking off the top of my head, Big Brother, Survivor, Amazing Race, the CBS 
triple threat or whatever they call it. Um, Amazing Race, they air some, it's been on the verge of cancellation multiple times. Thankfully, another season is airing soon. So I've already been through that. And with COVID, they had to cancel one of the seasons and then they brought the contestants back. So anyway, um, so I've been there with Amazing Race already. So I'm fine letting it go. Um, Big Brother, they've had so many controversies in the past. Their seasons have not been consistent, um, even though that's probably the show that I'm more passionate about because, you know, they make the show in a way that you're invested in it. Um, And sometimes I I get a little bit too obsessed with the show. So I would have to let that go for my sanity as well, even though I love the show. Um, Survivor, I can watch it and be on with my day the next day. So with that (laughs) being said, um, Survivor, I would have to say. I'm a, I won't lie. I'm a little surprised. I would have thought you chose like Big Brother because you have extensively explained things to me about Big Brother, <laughs> like, especially when we used to work nights. I learned, I feel like I would learn more about Big Brother from you than actually watching the show. Man, so I'm a little surprised you would choose it. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I mean, I'm older than both of you. Um, <laughs> I, I think mine would probably be, uh, it's two answers. One would be, uh, and it's very, it's mostly because the create the original creators wanted to do more. And I think that's my caveat. Um, because I've seen, there's a lot of shows I like and movies I like that then they're like, all right, we're bringing it back. And I'm like, cool. And they're like, but with none of the original creators, I'm like, never mind, <laughs> because <laughs> it's not going to be nearly as good. Um, the boondocks comes to mind in that <laughs> scenario. But, um, no, it'd be either Infinity Train, uh, which is a great cartoon. If you haven't watched it, it's on HBO Max. It's really good um, and very short. It's not very. It doesn't take very long to watch it, uh, but it is awesome. And uh, movies wise, it'd be a sequel to The Nice Guys. Maybe just one more sequel because I think uh, um, oh, I forget his name. Shane Shane Black, I think is his name, who's the writer for that. Um, sure. He only wrote. The, uh, he was he wanted to do a sequel, but it just didn't make the money necessary to like justify making a sequel. But it was a really funny movie. Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe have great chemistry on screen, so I was hoping they were going to make another Nice Guys uh, movie. Um, but it just wasn't in the cards. But that's okay. But I still like the there's Nice a, Guys. <laughs> there's a show. I don't know if I would pay ten thousand. But if there was like a petition and the people were willing to like listen or like there is a show and it's going to sound a little ridiculous that I would love one more season of. If they brought it back, even without the original creators or writers and something, Gilmore I Girl. would love to have the show come back for just one single season. My name is Earl. A lot why of people was I would, about to would s- agree with that. They, a lot of people why like was I about show. to say, I was about to say Chuck and Oh, a similar vein. Job. Yeah, th- I think the they were all this. Vein, right. I mean, they were right after each other too. But yeah. that the way they ended, and you were just so ready for that next year, and they're like, "Yeah, we canceled it," and it was just like, "That's so rude." <laughs> people got so people. Are, I'm still upset. Everybody's still upset because they had you had one more season feel. I don't know if I would pay, but maybe I donate if somebody was racking up money. That's <laughs> so random. Like, I love you said $10,000, but then I was like, I, I just thought about it. I'm like, they're going to need more than $10,000 to keep any of these shows or movies going. 
I mean, <laughs> we, this, another is, season. Look, this is we'll just your investment. <laughs> it's just your, this, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is uh, your investment to start the um, campaign for the GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> ah, and, no, the chair, and the earthquake. The whole desk is moving. Oh. <laughs> um, the fandom that I've been immersed in lately uh working at a particular studio that um that this uh fandom is based off of but friends friends I don't understand why that's coming is, back in popularity it, it's it, so annoying because at any time this is what i've been told at any time of the day somewhere in the world friends is airing but it's anywhere not even, like okay i remember <laughs> watching it oh god i feel old again in the 90s and the early 2000s and like growing up with it and we were like excited for the next episode so like i was there when it was like the original but as as older and watching it now it wasn't a good show they were actually all (laughs) terrible friends to each other they were actually horrible friends how they treated each other i would not treat you guys and I like mean, everyone said that at this point, there's like articles about this about how yeah they're how like they're all I bad would, friends yeah because <laughs> I watched like a couple episodes I'm like this is kind of they're all ter-. like you always thought like oh this one's kind of worse and this one and this one I'm like no 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 they're all awful to each other and awful people in general and I was actually out shopping with Lauren for a little bit we were hanging out I, was, I missed her and I was just looking at stuff I'm like why why are there friends things everywhere like. Oh, I saw a cute little purple couch. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. And then it just had friends. I was like, oh, Never I mind. don't want that. <laughs> yeah. And like everything was just marked friends, like everywhere. It's and a I'm popular like, show. But People I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I don't either, but that's, but not, like, that's not for me but, to understand because I never will. I'm not a suburban white girl. Like, I don't like, <laughs> like First so off, I, have friends I told you I used me. to like it back in when it was the original. But that's what I'm saying. I don't understand why certain <laughs> fandoms are coming back. Why are you back? You because shouldn't be back. Nostalgia Because of the reunions. And the reunions, too. But mostly the nostalgia sells. Like, there's oh, no new and, sitcom. And streaming. And streaming. Streaming too, because it's like there's no new sitcoms that are coming out that like the last new sitcom, like new sitcom that's really like popped off since then the same way as something like a Friends or something like a uh, like a Seinfeld or even a Fresh Prince is probably like, you know, actual network sitcom at that probably is Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. And even then that show is wrapped in Another Warner Brothers show? Like, so it's like, you, when you think about like, like how many sitcoms there are yeah. that come out that actually become popular, like, yeah, a lot of people are probably jonesing for friends because they're like, what else do I have to watch? I didn't like How I Met Your Mother that much. I didn't like Big Bang. Like Big Bang Theory is a sitcom that is. Yeah, but there's also, it has to be within a set of sitcoms. It wasn't like just friends that had the popularity. It was like in a set, like, like TGIF, TGIF? Mm-hmm. Yeah, TGIF, which was like. Um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, Boy Meets or- World, Full House, and like I think it was other show. They were right after each other, and that became like a thing, mm-hmm. and that was part of it. That's what became popular. There's no group of shows. There's no time space where you sit down and you're like, let's watch these next two hours together. And like it wasn't just Friends. I forget what other show was like with it, but there's like another probably like I never really watched an episode of Seinfeld. Um, and same with like for a while there's Animation Domination. It was the Cleveland Show, Family Guy, American Dad, 
and The Simpsons, which mm-hmm. The Simpsons is a fandom I am technically in. I'm very obsessed. I watch that show all the time. I you know. know. Any anytime Wait, actually, I anytime I go to your place. Yeah, really quick. Simpsons- actually, that's a pointed uh, painting Lauren actually gave me. I don't think you can see it with the Christmas lights. It's of The Simpsons. Oh, nice. So it's a big yeah, piece in my see wall. Yeah, I can't but... Yeah. <laughs> um, I know anytime I go to your place, The Simpsons is playing um, in the background. I'm just, I'm just saying it's a cultural thing. Because, like, for example, there's a reason why if you ask any black person, like, uh, most of their sitcoms that they watch regularly on their TV is what? Fresh Prince, uh, maybe Good Times, The Jeffersons, like Martin. Um, I used to love Martin. Whole New World. Uh, Martin. Uh, even, even some of the Disney ones. Sister, Sister, That's So Raven. Like, you know what I mean? Every culture's got their things that they enjoy. Friends just happens to be the one. I mean, we live in Seattle. It's a predominantly white state. Not even city. State. So, <laughs> So it's like... You're going to see a lot of friends. Seattle, the state. (laughs) Yeah, I meant to say Washington. But you know what I mean. I mean, I get what you mean. I mean, it was the same thing with like Seinfeld. Their series finale was one of the highest rated series finale. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I didn't even know that show existed until maybe about five years after it was off air. Yeah. And it was literally a show apparently about nothing, which that's what it looked like. It Um, kind of was, yeah. And I get the like cultural (laughs) reference, but like. In today's culture, how is Friends still considered such a good show? With like everything we know now, like Ross is just because the style glasses, and like, you know, makes us put like makes us see things in a, uh, as they always as we always remember them, but not as they always were. Like there are some people who love the bad movies they watched as children. Why they know it's bad, but they like but they to them it's still one of their best shows or best movies mm. ever because that's it fair. Brings like back I do that with memories. the Hitchhikers. I do that with the Hitchhikers Guide to the Galaxy. I love that movie. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> it's bad editing put together too. But like I don't know with fandoms, it's always very interesting to see what part also the fandoms become obsessed with. Like when it came to Star Wars and the Force Awakens. Everybody loved BB-8. Uh huh. See, that, they, but that became, was that was point because they the, knew they all they had to do was make a cute little robot, and everyone was going to fall in love with them. I liked them. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They like <laughs> led a horse to that for a while, or um, ships for shows. Ships is a shortened term for relationships. People in shows either put pairings together or don't. Uh, when the pairings are together in the form in the show, it's called a canon. What ships are popular outside the show to what is actually in the show to canon is also very interesting to see because people will run away with those type of relationships. Like going back to Supernatural, there was Destiel, Castiel, and Dean, which honestly they were there. There was a lot of like romance there, more than bromance. And so people had that so much outside the fandom, then it was, it was like, they, everybody in the show was like, no, actors, writers were like, no. And you just got to think about that. Although that was a little queer baiting, but you got to think about that. The things people will just suddenly like take and run with in the fandom and what becomes important in that fandom that people won't let go. Um, Like with the Superman, no way home. 
people were like, yes. You mean Spider-Man? Maguire- <laughs> Spider-Man, what'd I say? <laughs> you said Superman. I was like, Superman. Oh. <laughs> Spider-Man, No Way Home. Um, people became was, obsessed with I was with just going to let you roll with it. Thank you, Jonathan. See, he's nice. He doesn't point out my plot. Listen, I need you to um, like, you're, already, you're already in the doghouse for Arcade, all right? I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you to keep on track. <laughs> Why? Let the arcade come for me. <laughs> what? I have like, what are they going to do? Yeah, actually I'm nothing. Yeah, they're just going to comment and that's pretty much it. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Go for it. Dance. Hey. <laughs> arcade fans, no racial comments. That one's not cool. Whatever else you want to say, no racial comments. Um, Spider-Man, No Way Home. People were obsessed with Tobey Maguire and uh, Andrew Garfield being in the show or movie. So much so, they refuse to listen to the actual creators being like, Andrew Garfield's not going to be in there. They're like, he is. No, listen to me yeah, slowly. Andrew Garfield he's himself not going- said that. Yeah. And they still yeah, are and like, they're he's like, in it though. No, he's going to be in it. <laughs> yeah. So like the belief system too of like. Okay. Also, let it, let me preface this by saying we know at the time of this recording. So probably by the time this comes out, none of us have seen the movie. So don't comment below. Talking and correcting us. I'm gonna if go look it up is the case now. to be like, actually, they are in the movie, and it was at this point in the film, and it's like, don't don't tell us, okay? We haven't seen the movie yet. We'll get around to it. All right, chill out. This is a spoiler-free zone, unless we're talking about unless we're doing the review. That, <laughs> yes, unless we're doing a review, or in a in a case where we're talking about a movie that's 30 years old and we just <laughs> talk about the movie. Oh, I found out the truth. Wait, no, no, no. You better not say nothing. <laughs> you better not say nothing. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I know the truth. Uh, I mean, there's, there's also fan. There's also fandoms. Uh, what other fandoms are there? Well, Fand- there's fandoms. My issue with fandoms also is starting to. Like and this is this is the biggest thing my issues with fandom in general and why I don't try and prescribe myself to any fandom specifically is also because and this is mostly because of the internet age fandoms have started to become a little bit entitled with things okay because I'm thinking about for example Game of Thrones right Game of Thrones season eight comes out was it the best season of television no was it the best Game of Thrones <laughs> season. Hell no. But compared to comparatively to some of the worst shows on TV at that time, it was I. But that didn't stop <laughs> all these Game of Thrones fans signing petitions asking for them to refilm this whole season. Like, because they didn't like the ending. I understand the frustration, and you have the right to be frustrated. But what makes you think you have the right to demand that a show spend in, more money in to all film a season just because you didn't like it? If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. But th- that's not your say. You just consume the content. You don't make it. You don't know the struggle that it takes to make it. You don't know the scheduling problems. You don't know all that stuff. In all fairness, people got to bully Sonic into changing the whole film. Okay, too. but that was There's, early in the so season. They, they were able <laughs> to do I, it, yeah. And I think they were. that was around the same time. And I have <laughs> literally signed a petition to keep the James Corden away from... See, but these are for uh, things that haven't okay. happened yet. But All right. <laughs> no, Sonic happened. 
But well, uh, I, I, mean, I know I'm saying like Sonic. The, that petition was signed before the movie came out, at least. So at least they had time to finish it and fix it. That's true. And they made a second one. Has the second one come out? No, it's coming out next just year. the trailer came okay, out. Okay, next year. Um, okay. But it's just in my mind, it's just a thing of like, like it's no. They did the same thing with Star Wars, where people were like trying to get petitions signed to make uh, episodes seven, eight, nine not canon, not part of the Star Wars story, and it's like. I get it if you don't like the movie. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But don't ruin it for other people who might have enjoyed those movies. And, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, just because you didn't like it personally. It'd be one thing if it was like, you know, someone who someone who made the movie is trying to be like, I don't want that to be tied to me. or I don't want that tied to, you know what? Or the studio is saying, oh, this isn't canon. But you're just Joe Blow nobody. Who just watches Star Wars movies no different than I watch Star Wars movies, and Jonathan watched Star Wars movies, and Alex might watch a Star Wars movie. I saw parts of Force Awakens. I did like that toy. So it's just, you know, <laughs> it's like that's who you are. You don't have the, like, just because you're a fan of something doesn't give you the right to ruin something for somebody else if it's not what you want. That's just being childish. Uh, it also, yeah, no, and, and it also leads to a lot of gatekeeping, too, um, is a term where people are like, well, you can't really like the show if you don't know all this, like, background history or terms or things like that. And I actually, uh, I work in a doctor's office, and one of the doctors, I was talking to a couple other people about going to Comic-Con. I went for, like, a day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Comic-Con's really great. A lot of positive energy. Nobody, like, tells you you can't be a fan of something there, ever. And it's just a good, like, connection. Like, hey, your costume's really cool. I don't know where it's from, but, like, that's badass. And they're usually yeah, like, yeah, this is badass. So it's really great. <laughs> One of them brought a doctor who's like, oh, you're not that type of... Or he, they said something, are you that uh, kind of nerd who goes to Comic-Con? And he's like, oh, no, I'm not that type of nerd at all. And I'm like, first off, I am standing right here. And I just looked at the doctor. I'm like, I am that type of nerd. Don't be rude. And then I forgot that I'm actually talking to, like, one of our surgeons. And I'm like, I should probably change my tone really <laughs> quick to defending myself. Um, but, yeah, it leads to a lot of, like, gatekeeping and, like, people being like, oh, you can't be in this fandom because you don't know this. Oh, you haven't watched this, which is, like, a series spinoff where you don't know this, so you can't be part of this. And it's really interesting with that entitlement as well to be, to, like hold that so much that you're like well i don't want anybody else to love it it's a very possessive nature thing and it's it's crazy Mm -hmm. like that you want to like keep people away from it because like what do you think people are going to do with the fandom you can't physically touch it (laughs) what are you how are you there's a difference between what we're doing us we you know we watch movies we sometimes critique them we talk about what we liked and what we didn't like and then actively trying to dismantle something because you did not like it. What the purpose of entertainment is, is that purpose to entertain. What you watch on screen, on whatever thing you're a fan of, is not going to have and it's going to have an impact on you, but it's not going, if you don't like something the way that something's going, it's not going to impact your life that significantly that you need to take your anger out um, in all these sorts of way 
uh, all these sorts of ways that have sometimes we've seen examples of um, have been very destructive, like um, bullying, harassment, um, racism, that sort of stuff. Um, it's not necessary. Um, we don't need to be um, we don't need to be those kinds of people. Um, on the flip side, not not saying this is necessarily necessarily related, um, but I'm watching Insecure right now, and uh, it's the final season. There are two episodes left, and a lot of people online have been saying, "Oh, this doesn't feel like a final season. This season is boring. Blah blah blah. Nothing's happening." And if you've been watching the show for the past four years, it's a show that emulates real life in real life you're not going to be experiencing like super exciting things on a daily basis it's a comedy show following the lives of people black people living within la Mm -hmm. so i don't know why people expect the final season to be this they gotta have a money heist they gotta have people (laughs) jumping off buildings i don't know why people expect it to be this massively exciting when it follows the same tone that the show has been following for the past four years and it's been delivering in my eye and it's been wrapping up tying up bows and it's been funny um so i, I disagree with those people the who word say finale that. probably is what it is that when people think of it finale, triggers people yeah it's supposed to be like this epic thing like it's the final season like it's not just gonna be like a regular season like things are gonna be explosive this amped season. up yeah, right amped up and it's like well it depends on the show maybe not Maybe this show is like it's always been low key, so the finale is gonna be low key. Like that's just how it goes. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> it. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't think I've like been obsessed with any show or being been obsessed with any show to be like I'm gonna watch the finale tonight. I you know made sure everything was like quiet. All the phones are locked. I did kind of do that with the Doctor Who fiftieth uh, anniversary episode, mm. but I didn't like turn off my phone my mom and my stepdad were still in the room hanging out with me i was just watching the show that was like only thing i was focused on for once um and yeah i agree with you guys where it's like i guess the word final is just something people are like well something big needs to happen you know something jumping off a roof being chased by the police i don't know (laughs) i don't know what that show is so i mean i'm excited for because the last time i got excited for a final seat actually the last and first time I ever got excited for a final season of anything was Game of Thrones. And I think that's only because I had binged, like, up until that point, all seven seasons were out, except eight, uh, when I started watching Game of Thrones. So I just binged the whole thing over, like, a week and watched every episode back to back to back. And then when the final season came out, it was just like, man, I just caught up. So I'm, like, fresh on game of thrones i'm ready um other than that i think it was also true blood i think too but i had already started like checking in and out from true blood because after season after season three it gets weird (laughs) like it just keeps getting weird as the show continues and you just hit a point where you're just like like you know it's weird when like fairies start becoming a thing and it's like all right i thought this was gonna be a show about vampires now we got fairies now vampires and werewolves vampires and were- okay the werewolves <laughs> though it's like normally wherever vampires are werewolves are there because the- Which I never- eternally it's always vampires versus werewolves they always Is hate it- each other 
Which is not like a very, uh, I don't mean to, it's not a very opposite things. It's not. They're both creatures <laughs> of like nighttime, moon, lit, you know. I never understood that entirely what's the deal with vampires and werewolves. I think it's just because they shouldn't... look cool, like fighting against each other. I guess. I but I mean, if you go by true blood. Like why are they connected? Yeah, it's just like CGI. true bloods, werewolves are just straight wolves. Like they're not like the norm. When you think werewolf, you think like half man, half werewolf beast type, you know, versus in true blood, though, it's like when they turn into wolves, they turn into actual wolves. And the vampires just stay vampires. Like, like that's that's so it. So then it just looks like people harming animals. Yeah, it just, right. well, they don't even fight. They just like have beef for no reason. And then they're just like, but they don't even really fight each other. It's more just like, I don't like you. I don't like you either. Okay, bye. See you next week. All right, cool. <laughs> just like, and that's and that's it. And then eventually it's and we're here too, fairies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fairy thing is weird. I feel like fairies and vampires. Fairies are, were weird. There's one point where were panthers are a thing. <laughs> well, see, now I've heard about like the other were animals, like were cats. Yeah, the were panthers was no. weird, and then it's just it just gets weird. It gets weird, and True Blood just just starts going down a rabbit hole once you get closer to the final season. Um, but uh, not to get too far off topic. But anyway, um, you know, so it's like, but there is something about the like the final whatever. That it does like hit people, and they're just like, they're just like, all right, something epic's gonna go down now, and it's like, but you know, depending on the show, how epic was the show before that? Because if it wasn't like, right, because it's no different than I think about Euphoria, for example. Like Euphoria, very stylistic, but if there was ever gonna be, I imagine the final season of Euphoria, whenever they get to it, won't be like super dramatic. I mean, it'll have its dramatic points, but I think it'll be pretty much like a normal slice of life show, no different than it is now, where it'll just be, right. you know, cool. Because then on the flip side, if they pull out all the tricks and do all of this stuff, then people are just going to complain about that and say, this is too extra. This is unbelievable. This is this is not realistic to the story. So you can't really, you really cannot win in either scenario. Then again, though, fandom is also weird because, for example, like Dexter, right, has a new season out. And that show ended, like, I think, like four years ago. <laughs> but it's like, who was asking for more Dexter? And also, Showtime has new shows coming out. Why don't you just keep making those? Why do you have to bring no. back Dexter? Well, it's the same, no, it's no, the here, same with, it's the, it's the same it's with be- like Curb Your Enthusiasm and Sex in the City. And- True. Nobody was asking Nobody for was Sex asking in the City. Nobody was asking for more Sex in the City. Not a single person. Not even one of the and you know actresses what? came back for more Sex in the City. And it was one of the best characters. She was one of the... Okay, I watched Sex in the City from front to be... Sam's character, Samantha... <laughs> Was the single best character. She was she the like the realist. funny one. She was funny. She was supportive. Like if you you were strapped for something, you know she would help you out with. Money. She like offered. She's like, don't think about it. Money's not a thing. She was like a like a real like friend. She had your back. Now what? She was like, I don't. She got a face peel in one episode, and she went out for Carrie's book signing. She had to wear like a veil. Her face was still like red and hard. She's like, I have to go home now. But she had done that because it was important to her friend. And the new show now just has like the woke topics. They're trying to put every like thing in there and like these, I don't know, eight episodes. I haven't watched anyone. 
And Carrie is one of the worst ones. Like, nobody wanted a show focus. The show went from her to more of her friends. And then had and now movies. They try, like, had movies. <laughs> and now, like, again, still, Samantha was the best in those movies. I watched them all. I admit it. And then they bring the show back without the best character. And it's, <laughs> it's like, all I've seen are just these awful scenes. And it's like, I really hope they're not going to try for a second season. I really hope they're going to just hear everybody's complaints and be like, let it die. But I will say, with Dexter as well, I'm still angry. There is a rage with that show and the way it ended was so (laughs) insulting. They should not. I'm more pissed that they brought it back because it's like, no, you went and like shot it in the back of the head. Now you brought it back to like, do what? I'm worried what you're going to do to it now. (laughs) Like, don't. It's like, it's already dead. Don't touch it. Do not touch it. I mean, stop it. It's new Dexter. I mean, at least they could do. And even I don't I don't agree with this either. But at least it's something fresh. Is the uh, um, is HBO is doing a spinoff Game of Thrones show that's going to be take place before the show about the Targaryens. Am I going to watch it? I don't know. They've released the first trailer, but it doesn't look like that interesting to me. It's got Matt Smith in there, and I really mm -hmm. like him, so I probably will watch it. He's going to play one of the Targaryens, and I'm like, all right, I guess. But, I mean, even at least least that's like a – in a way, that's a new show. Same world, different characters. And so far removed from the first batch that it's like you're not going to see any – like you might see the Lannisters, but you're not going to see like – Tywin and and Cersei well, and Tyrion. yeah, You're not you can't bring back the characters. characters. Um, which is like, oh, that's cool, you know. So I think as we're getting close to the end here, um, the last we I think I need to bring up the one show that pissed off its fandom, pissed off people who are just normal fans, and I think just pissed off everybody with the way they ended things. It was an upset to everybody. And that was Sopranos' final episode. Oh, yeah. The way it just ends. <laughs> the black screen. Mm-hmm. I'm not even a fan of the Sopranos. And it. What, wasn't it he was in a restaurant and he was like about to get shot by a gunman or something? But it, in, but it, it, it just. The camera goes to the gunman and then to him and then it's just a black screen. He was actually talking. It cuts off mid sentence. Mm hmm. So he was saying something mid-sentence, black screen. That was the end of the series. That and was very infamous. Like, even if you did not, I, I did not watch Sopranos, but that was I, all because over Because it was like parody. I never um, watched the Sopranos either. You ever see the finale for Everybody Hates Chris? It ends the exact same way. That's their season finale, is that it's Chris. Oh, I didn't. Uh, Chris I, I didn't know and his either. family. like, And that. that season finale, the last episode, Chris has decided he's going to drop out of, um, or he's not going to go to college or no he's gonna drop out of high school that's what it is he's gonna drop out of high school um his brother and his sister have decided like things with their lives uh the whole family meets in a diner similar to the sopranos uh living on a prayers plan in the background i think they are about to say something and then just cuts to black and that was supposed to be a parody of the sopranos uh, finale. But yeah, that was like across the board pissed off its fandom, pissed off its fans, pissed off like just people in general. And I always think... Do you think they got the fans back kind of, with Many Saints of, New, uh, of Newark that came out this year? 
If it's good, probably because even as like a f- just in general fan, I think somebody would give it a chance. I mean, because people are giving the new Sex in the City a chance. They're hating it. They're <laughs> absolutely hating it. But they're they're like, let me watch it, and then they're like, oh my god, it's it's awful. It's awful. Here are all the ways it's awful. It's just bad. And like, I do that. Like, I'm technically part of the Resident Evil fandom. Because I say dedicated wait, the, to wait, those movies. The movie. I'm about to say the movies or the games. Because <laughs> that's those are two I'm different. I'm dedicated things. to the Resident Evil movies. Okay. Movie. I'm Got part you. of their fandom. And even I will tell you, do not watch the last few ones. Not worth it. Why did I watch them? Because I'm dedicated to them. Mm-hmm. Are they good in any sense of the word? Should they have been made? Absolutely not. <laughs> if there's another one coming out, am I going to watch it? Probably. Yeah, but like fandoms are weird. Uh, it's a weird, it's a weird bag of things. Like I think the the best thing to say about fandom, I think from my perspective, really, it's just to remember that like if you are a fan of anything, whether that be a show or a video game or a movie series, um, whatever it is, like remember that like other people also enjoy that thing. So. You know, share the experience with them, be a part of the community, like that sort of thing. But don't try and actively ruin it for other people, whether they be new, you know, because you know how everybody's had that experience where it's like, you haven't seen this thing I like? Oh, you gotta watch that. Like, you know, everyone's had that experience. But it's like, you know, be like either kind of the newbies who are just getting into the thing you enjoy or the OGs who know even more than you do. Like, it's, it's a show. At the end of the day, if that show goes off, maybe you won't have entertainment to watch, but you won't die. <laughs> like you're not gonna like you're not going to drop dead that day if the new Sex in the City cuts off. Like, enjoy your things. Had it, and, it just stops now. <laughs> and um, as we wrap, as we wrap up, I'm gonna go um, around and ask everyone to say um, which fandom they think should shut the f up. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> fandoms uh, are great, can be great. They can also be not so great. But shout out to all the fandoms out there that, you know, save their favorite shows. They vocalize, hey, we want this show on the air. Um, and uh, fandoms that, you know, do good out there, raise money for charity, um, and just do good things overall. I don't know many. That's mostly the internet fandom. That's the newest thing. Is like you have a lot of vloggers yeah. and... People who are like fame, internet famous who will do that. They'll get their fans to like help them raise money for charity or help them watch, like point them to a video that all the proceeds are going to go to a certain charity or something. So, but that is cool though. Shout out to that. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right. Okay. Social media time. I think we should. Yeah, because we like if we get an internet (laughs) fandom, that's a whole other hour worth of conversation. So let's just end here. We might do a fandom part two if this video does well. Tell us down below if you're watching this on YouTube, or just email us and hit us up at thefirstonestodie at gmail.com or on Instagram and all social media is at thefirstonestodie. What's your uh, what fandom do you uh, say you're a part of? Whether that be uh, for a TV show, movie franchise, maybe it could be for an item. I don't care. You know, maybe you're a huge toaster fan of a certain brand. I don't care. The like, just tell us who, who you, uh, who you're a part of, and then you know, share with us. We'd love to hear it. Black and Decker. I'm actually a really big fan. Of <laughs> Their products are good. I got they do make good products. Toaster. They do. Make they got good very products. good sturdy products. I appreciate them. Sponsor us. Hashtag. 
Um, anyway, with that being said, we'll wait. Do we want to shout out our socials or not? Yeah, yeah, we, no, we yeah. do. I oh, just okay. wanted to like you no, know okay. give the okay, audience so that chance here. to comment. <laughs> <laughs> so all the social media for the podcast is the first ones to die. Just Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, which I control that one mainly, and just email us at first ones to die at gmail.com. Uh, my social is Alex and Nobody on Instagram, and I also have another TikTok account as Alex and Cheddar. Rice, well, that little guy. A lot of videos with me and him. You guys? Um, yes, you can follow me at you're, John by the way, Keys. I'm the okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was me. like, go ahead, go ahead. No, you <laughs> at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. Uh, Jerome, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at. Uh, not Jerome Rett on Instagram, also at Robo's Media to see other things I'm working on. Hopefully, if I get this whole sound studio thing going, I actually will have stuff to post. So, you know, I've been yes. taking a break from Robo's Media for a bit. So, uh, but we'll be back on it soon. And we will also be back next week for the new Matrix movie. It's coming out on HBO Max and I believe in theaters. Um, yeah, yeah, first time in a minute that we've actually been like, yeah, we're doing this at the next week <laughs> instead of just, oh yeah, we'll be back for something. We'll be back. Nah, we're <laughs> I, I, will say, I feel like I'm part of the Keanu Reeves like, fandom. We're here for something. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm part of the Keanu Reeves fandom. Everybody's part of the Keanu that Reeves man, train he right now. Great. He's hitting. I've been on that for a while. He's, he's a beautiful man. The man's firing on all cylinders. He's been in TV shows. He's popping in the movies world even in the comics he has a comic book out right now that i'm reading called berserker pick it up in your local comic book store wait does he does write it mm-hmm and he stars what? in it because literally all right we gotta the main we gotta end the episode i gotta go buy it i gotta go like buy it. him all right bye everybody i gotta go bye, bye. y'all bye. <laughs> bye.